This is Eliza recording this Come Back to you in a new episode. Your friend, your pal, your buddy, the one person that stands out on the sideline watching everything unfold in absent horror. Before we start today's episode, let's get into a little bit of housekeeping. So, if you probably haven't heard yet, uh, I'm obviously sick. If you can't hear in my voice, it's, it's there, definitely. I've been feeling like, bleh. And I was just really thinking of delaying even making an episode for, like, uh, three weeks instead of the normal two weeks that I usually do it. But, you know, I didn't want to, like, leave us without any content because I've been having to, like, take breaks anyway because of being sick and just being busy with life. So I'm going to try to, you know, keep going on, keep uh, trucking to 10-4, buddy. Uh, hopefully I don't pass out on y'all and I could still keep making all content. But this episode is definitely going to be a shorter one just because I've been doing a lot of longer for ones and I hope y'all have been enjoying that, but I definitely need the rest for making super long ones. So with all that said, let's get into today's episode. And this is going to be an interesting one because this is going to be the most uh, controversial and divisive when it comes to uh, topics in modern society. We're going to be talking about the idea of autism and how autism relates to everyday society. I'm sure all of my dear listeners are smart and have heard of autism or know someone who possibly has autism because it's a very common thing that exists in everyday society. And if not, let me explain it real quickly in a more abridged version that, that people would find more easily understandable. So, I say autism, but it's actually Autism Spectrum Disorder, or ASD, is a developmental disability, uh, quote-unquote, disability that affects how people learn, communicate, as well as interact with other people throughout society. As it is a spectrum, there are different ways that this pops up in individuals. There are people on the higher end and then people on the lower end of autism. People on the lower end of autism generally aren't. And I say this through talking about how society sees it and not my own opinion. The people who are on the lower end are quote-unquote the people who could act quote-unquote normal in society and do things as anybody else would do things while people on the higher end are the people who are generally seen quote-unquote as the folks who can't deal with normal society without, well, help or they act differently from the average person. And like I said, this is something that's not my opinion and just how society sees it. This is the abridged version of how greater society sees autism. And to that note, most society doesn't know a damn thing about autism, and it's still very new when it comes to how science and psychology begins to research and understand it, so they basically don't know that much. And of course, nobody has the real quote-unquote cause for autism. People had these crackpot ideas back in the day, like, oh, if you vaccinated your kid, they would have autism when they grew up and blah blah blah. It's, it's bunk, it's not true. If you ever see anything like that, just know it's not true. Uh, people are crazy and they love to say things that stir the pot and like develop this hysteria and mass panic and it worked. A lot of people did not vaccinate their kids because of it, even though it was like obviously debunked. It was from a psychologist who was like uh, just a crackpot in his field and obviously wrong and kicked out of his studies and came to America, said that people uh, took it to heart because, you know, Americans are apparently extremely stupid and decided to go with it. And yeah, it caused a lot of issues. And it brings up another interesting idea where it comes to the fear of autism and thinking if your child has autism, it's over, everything's done. Well, here's the thing. Autism is not exactly a bad thing, honestly. It's a different way of existing and speaking and doing things. Most of the time people see autism as this, oh, you're uh, 
having these just giant meltdowns in public. You can't uh, look people in the eyes. You can't listen to loud noises. You freak out. You do this. You yell and do things like that. You know, there was that one movie about autism that was recently did by the uh, singer. The person involved with Sia, I, I don't know exactly, but they did a movie about autism and it was a very much a cookie cutter stereotype of autism and how it's been demonized before. And because of things like that, most people see autism as this just this mental disability where you're screaming, throwing things around, yelling or whatever, but that's actually not what autism really is. And as I explained before, I had to get to the whole cookie cutter greater society's viewpoint on autism when it's scientifically sown. But autism is very much a way of being. It's a different way of how you interact and respond to the world at large. You see things differently. You communicate differently and act differently because of the fact that you see the world in different eyes. You don't see the world in the same eyes as the people around you that you generally see that doesn't have autism because autism really is just how you see the world in a different light. For instance, think of a person who comes from a different country, uh, one with their own language, one with their own culture and everything. Say you come to like America or you come to like any other place, you'd be coming in with a different lifestyle and it would be completely different from what you see in that other country. And of course there'd be like a lot of like faux pas and just this idea of awkward stumbling but that's only because of the fact it's two different ways of being that come together and just not sure how to handle it and that's exactly how well autism really happens in society they're like people who just come from a different culture and have their ways of being and they just want to be themselves they their way of being is not a wrong way there's not one way that's just better than the rest but greater society tends to think that the quote-unquote normal of people that normality the people who aren't autistic are somehow better and like that's kind of another way of looking at at the centrism the idea that your culture is better than another one your your way of being is not better just because you're not on the autism spectrum so that's the issue that we have with society as a whole but i might be getting ahead of myself with this i'll save the more opinions for the later parts of this so touching back to what i said before when it comes to autism the lower or higher of autism on the spectrum. Well, there's also another idea that uh, relates to the lower and higher, but in a different way. So higher functioning people in autism are the people who can, are, well, are considered the low, on the lower end of having autism. Like you could function in society better. You're able to mask, masking is another term for being able to fake like you're uh, not autistic, acting like everybody else. You're conforming to the ideas that people in everyday society do you're basically taking on that one culture's uh, values and everything and like ignoring like your culture values for an easier explanation and of course similarly you could use the same example for why people of another culture will take the values and understandings of uh, said other culture and, and internalize it instead of their own it's so you could have an easier time in that new place that you're in because people will always judge you and act unfairly towards you if you come from a different backdrop, a different background of things you do are different from them. So masking is the idea of being able to pretend to be those people of that culture instead of acting like your own so it's, you could have an easier time in everyday society so you're not judged, just so on and so forth. And I will preface, not everybody who is on the high-functioning parts of autism are masking. Some people are just that's just how they are. Uh, it just doesn't like affect them in their day-to-day -day life, though they might do some things that 
normally wouldn't be considered as uh, something an average quote-unquote person would do, but it's not big enough to where people they would catch it or anybody else would catch it as autism, which let's be, keep in mind, tr clocking people in the term of autism, like trying to figure, oh, is this person autistic because of X, Y, and Z thing that they do? Yeah, don't do that. That's a bad thing. Never do that to anybody you know, you know or you don't know, especially people you don't know, because this is horrible and could get people in just a general bad situation if they're like considered autistic by some people because of the fact that that has a negative connotation. There's a lot of people still in today's society that considered uh, people who are autistic as less than. They are people who are unable, they're inept, they're just not normal and that could be very challenging for people if they're like treated or discriminated against for being autistic. So just think about it before you ever go like, oh, is this person autistic because they're not looking me in the eye? Because that could actually be a problem if you say that to anybody else. But I digress. When it comes to the idea of high functioning, there's also the idea of low functioning people. And those are usually people who do have a harder time dealing with people in everyday society because of the fact that they just have different ways of doing things, their interactions, their way they communicate, or just different like nonverbalism, the idea of going nonverbal, not talking, being unable to communicate through words is a big indicator of someone on the lower functioning of autism because of the fact that they have this way of communicating that's not necessarily through vocalization and just sometimes they can't get thoughts out of their head or they just can't express said thoughts through speaking and so they go nonverbal and the best way to communicate with them is well do through different means maybe sign language maybe typing uh, there's very many different ways that autistic people who are lower functioning who do go nonverbal can in fact go about this and just to keep in mind remember the idea of lower functioning doesn't mean the people who are people who have like higher levels on the spectrum of autism aren't somehow worse off or lower or somehow unable to be people. They're just people who just do things differently than everybody else. They aren't worse than high functioning people. They aren't worse than people who don't have autism. They're just people with a different way of seeing things and the way that they act and do things are just like way more different or just highly more intricate, more complicated because of the fact that their autism is on a higher level because of the fact that they see things so differently. There are also the ones that are generally seen as having the learning disability, but the idea of that is because of the fact that they just learn in a different manner. It's not that they have a harder time learning because they just don't understand the material or because they're somehow not as smart. In fact, there's an idea called savantism, the idea that people who are autistic have specific uh, abilities that are like different from other people and I mean abilities and it's in they excel in a very specific field of doing things they're geniuses in the fields that they take on which also relates to another idea when it comes to autism but let me first continue this one thought when it comes to the learning abilities of people with autism so continuing off of that people with autism of course have different ways of learning like you can't just like say because a student doesn't learn from X to Z that they're not, well, good at learning. It's because they see things differently, they learn differently. You might need to like explain A through Z through another means of doing it. And once they get it, they get it. They understand and they excel at the most intricate and esoteric knowledge. Like you, you will be surprised how, how smart these people are when you actively like 
meet them halfway with this. Because honestly, that's the biggest problem with just society in general, just going back to this in opinion-based thing, even though I said I was going to save that for later. The idea that you can't be tolerant of another person and another way of doing things, that they have to be in this framework, this cookie-cutter example of how to do something. And of course, in the United States, this cookie-cutter framework is very much Eurocentric, very much uh, straight and narrow, that doesn't include anything of people from a different a backdrop anything from people who just learn and understand things differently it makes it so hard for other people to like excel uh to get forward in society the fact that like most people in everyday society in western cultures fail most people in western cultures in the united states like fail to like make anything of themselves not from a lack of trying not from like they don't have any ambitions but for, because of the fact that our society just fails them they don't do anything to help these people like Immigrants, especially going back to the example of people from different culture, a lot of them don't excel only because of the fact that we as a society has failed them and we don't produce anything that would help them like see their fullest potential. And that's what a lot of autistic people go through. They don't feel like they could reach their fullest potential because the society is just not made for them. Society in general just doesn't want to be helpful to them. They don't want to show any empathy or sympathy for their uh, feelings. And instead, we just fail them as a society. We basically relegate them as people who are not normal, people who are disabled, they have disability, they aren't uh, human. They, we think of them as subhumans in a way. Like, a lot of people who would make slurs about them, a lot of people who would make these insensitive movies or, like, these clips or, like, show autism in a way that's not, well, good. Like, there's places like that show autism in a way that people don't want who do have autism don't want to be shown as and that shows up in a lot of organizations that i won't name just because of the fact that i don't want to get sued but there are some organizations out there that uh doesn't exactly support autism like they might say they do and they show them as like these people who need to be cured but autism is not like a disease that needs to be cured it's a way of being but once again, I'm getting ahead of myself. So let's go back to the idea of savantism. So back when I was talking about savantism, I was talking about excelling in something specific. Well, there's another idea that has to do with that. The idea of interest and being into something and not being into something. What you'd normally see as something like, oh yeah, everybody has interests that they're into and they're not into. Well, generally speaking with people with autism, there's the idea of being hyper-focused. Hyper-fixations, being fixated on specific interests, more than the average joe you are like really really into this uh whatever it is maybe you're into k-pop maybe you're into crafts maybe you're into music videos so on and so forth you're gonna see a lot of people who are on the spectrum being very very into something like you will legitimately see them harping on it for like a long period of time and then at some point they might stop and then they will go to the next one and that has to do a lot with like how their brains are wired when you're autistic you have this viewpoint of something like something just clicks to you you just want to like get to know everything like going you've seen people going down these conspiracy rabbit holes or going down whatever rabbit hole of something well autistic people are generally like that they go down the rabbit hole because they want to see how far it goes you know neo type stuff basically i'm just saying they have special interests that generally occupies a lot of their time and when that's uh well they're done with that they move on to the next one so just leaning towards what I was talking about when it comes to being a savant, like being some, 
being really good at a specific thing that also kind of aligns with it in a way. And another important aspect of autism that's to be talked about is its relationship to another uh, quote-unquote uh, learning disability uh, way of being that like is also very much seen as some sort of being lesser disorder, I guess. So, it's ADHD, which is Attention Deficit Hypertension Disorder, the idea of those generally who cannot pay attention well only because of the fact that a lot the chemical imbalances in their brain when it comes to the reward centers are kind of off kilter. Why I'm bringing it up is because it does have a lot and aligns a lot with things that happen for those who are on the autism spectrum. And I mean, I could go on about the more intricacies of ADHD, especially because I just explained it like kind of horribly, like there's a lot more towards it. Like when it comes to reward centers of the brain, there's an idea that the reason why the reward centers of the brain are so off kilter is because of, you guessed it, dopamine. And the dopamine center through the hypothalamus and the thalamus, uh, the way dopamine is, um, well, flowing through the brain is uh, off kilter. It doesn't work as well with people with ADHD. Uh, that's why they feel so much um, boredom when it comes to things that they're not rewarded with immediately. Like if you don't give them something to focus on and they just like change their attention to something else, they're hopping around, they're finding new hobbies, so on and so forth. That's because of the fact that in their brain, the reward centers of their brain are off kilter because of the dopamine uh, influx that is going haywire. So they don't get that reward quickly. Their brains are going to lose interest because it can't hold on to the patience. It can't wait because there is parts of our brains that allow for the waiting for the rewards to get by the delayed rewards, knowing that you will, in fact, get X if you do B. But that waiting that generally people have, well, people with ADHD, they don't generally have it the same way. It's either thinner or just almost non-existent. And because of that fact, that's why they seem so spastic as most people see them as, like jumping from thing to thing because their brains can't handle just doing one thing. They need to do many things. They have to keep the basically the dopamine rust going. They need to have it now. So that's a more in-depth explanation, but there's way more to explain about it, but I probably won't get too much into it because it would be more science-y, and I wanted to keep this episode like as neuroscience-free as possible because the last episode's being heavy with neuroscience. So I'll keep all the neuroscience to a minimum as much as I can. So let's talk about why they're considered so similar like I was talking about before. By textbook definition, or the abbreviated abridged definition of all of it, uh, ADHD and autism look a lot like each other in children because they either have problems focusing, they can be impulsive, or have a hard time communicating, they have trouble with schoolwork and with relationships, and X, Y, and Z. Which ultimately leads to a problem when it comes to diagnoses because people will look at it as the same thing, so they might misdiagnose someone who has autism with ADHD instead, and that could be a big no-no because they're two distinctively different ways of being that can't easily be classified as the same thing. But for example, when you look at autism in children, um, as I said before, it's done with the hyperfixation on things that they like and avoiding things that they don't like. Uh, the ability to not really want to socialize with other people because the way they, they socialize is different from the way that other people socialize, as well as the fact the way that they communicate. Of course, when it comes to trying to figure out uh, words, they will have a harder time figuring out what the right word to go to their thoughts, and they might go nonverbal because of the fact they can't find the right words for their thoughts and they can't like put it into a way another person would understand 
Additionally, there's the idea you have to look at the fact that people with autism can have varying degrees of loving repetition and order and hating a routine change because that repetition and order is very comforting to them and make it easier for them to go along life. This also leads into them loving the same types of food, like eating in the same restaurant or eating the same types of food over and over again because it's part of that repetition, that comfort level. Also, the big one of not making eye contact that seems to be referenced a lot. Meanwhile, people with ADHD uh, don't seem to like to do the same things too much. They love being a center of attention generally, like they talk like a lot. And they feel much more comfortable when it comes to doing new things, changing things, because they do need that dopamine rest, or should I say, they do need to feel that engagement to the point that, like, every time they jump to a new hobby, new task, new toy, new favorite shirt, new restaurant, over and over again, because that's the only way they feel comfortable, because if they try to do it in a routine, Unlike autistic people, they're not too comfortable in having a routine and it actually just leads to them being bored easier from trying to do any type of routine or continue things in a cycle and might cause them to just kind of zone out or maybe dissociate with the task at hand if they're kind of forced to have to do it. But ultimately, like I said, these are the stereotypes involving autism and ADHD. And of course, there's many exceptions and not everybody is a cookie cutter uh, look at this because there is truths to certain stereotypes. They're created through like part truths. It's like stereotypes are like 20% truths or 30% truths and 60-70% like lies. Like there is certain truths to them. Like they're based on a conglomerate or amalgamation of data of a certain group type. But doesn't mean all of them are always true. And like I said, autistic people as well as ADHD people have different ways of doing things and they don't all fall neatly into the same cookie cutter definition of what they do or don't do. But that's very much a crash course. Like look at both autism and ADHD and their similarities. So let me level with you. I talked a lot about my opinion through, sprinkled throughout this episode. So I don't think I need to give more of my opinion, I guess, generally when it comes to like, all my thoughts and feelings about the more societal implications around autism and so on and so forth. So I'm going to give an interesting scientific uh, hypothesis, if you will, or I guess an empirical educated look at something that I think is very interesting and y'all would might like, y'all might get angry about, but who cares? It's my show, so I could say whatever I want to say. So the hot take that I'm going to talk about is I believe that when it comes to people on the autism spectrum, they actually have less bias than the average Joe that does not have autism. What do I mean by that? When it comes to people with autism, the thing that we see a lot in media as well as like of course, like movies or any advertisements, commercials, or like just any depiction of autism, there's always one thing that always stands out generally that we see. It's the fact that people who are on the autism spectrum have a hard time relegating themselves into societal norms of great society. Like they don't have similarities to them. They kind of are like outsiders looking in. But here's the interesting part about that. Because you're the outsider looking in, wouldn't, wouldn't that make it harder for you to conform? Wouldn't that make it harder for you to see the same dogma of society? Wouldn't you not say, see the same bias that other people see because you're not a part of said bias? And if you go back to looking at the cultural examples that I gave before, when it comes to loving your own culture, when it comes to like 
say, using Western society, United States, as an example. Sorry, United States, you're just an easy punching bag for me. But you look at them, uh, it's harder to be so, uh, go America, America's great, blah, 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 when you don't see the exact same things as another person. If you're a part of that culture of United States, uh, and you believe that, oh, America is amazing, and so on and so forth, and you kind of drink the Kool-Aid when it comes to, like, the dogma and bias about everything about America is great no matter what. But if you're a person who are who is autistic and you're like outside looking in, you might not have the same dogma. You might not have the same bias because you're not like relegated to the same social circles. You're not being internalized the same way. You see things so differently. You're another culture that's looking in and you don't exactly understand the dogma. So there's the bias that that's there that's not like well innate to people with autism because of the fact that they just don't see it in the same way. They're not easily swayed. Like, if you look at the definitions that I talked about before, when it comes to the whole social aspects of it, the social awareness being the big thing, like, people don't see people with autism having social awareness, like, they don't understand social cues, so on and so forth, like, they don't understand why you shouldn't do X, Y, Z, or why this, why that. Well, if you think hard about that, isn't that just another way of saying they don't know how to conform to certain things? They can't conform because they don't see that or understand the reason for it. So would that not, by definition, make them harder when it comes to biasing, bi biases, bi biasing? I, I don't know if that's even a word, but let's continue on like that. So you could still think I'm a smart person, but basically look at it as people on the spectrum of autism are just way more likely to be independent of everybody else when it comes to their mind or their thinking, their viewpoints, their opinions. Like, if you remember that episode from a while ago where I talked about groupthink, they are less likely to engage in groupthink. They are way less likely to believe in the biases other people tell them. They are way less likely to ultimately become someone who conforms to whatever anybody else tells them. They're very much independent in that way. You could even extrapolate this knowledge to come up with certain ideas, like maybe people who are on the spectrum are better judges. They could be on the judicial system and make more unbiased uh, judgments, or even if they're jurors, or say they would be better at keeping secrets because they wouldn't feel the need to give into any pressures to give out secrets because it just wouldn't click to them. They wouldn't feel like it would be necessary, as well as a lot of other things, honestly. And the irony of it all is the fact that because society has seen them as people who are less capable, like that are dependent, that they can't do anything in life, here they are as people who literally are those who can make better judgments, be in less biased uh, scenarios, be more factual, more truthful, be more trustworthy, as well as a lot of other things. So the irony isn't lost that the people that are more downtrodden, that are more marginalized, generally are the same people who have it like a lot better when it comes to the possibilities of their potential. Like, they have way more potential in times, and I know that's so controversial to say, but if you really look at people who are on Spectrum, look at the type of savants I told you about. Savants are, have very good abilities in particular things. You could have someone, a math genius, a science genius, someone who's architect mastermind, someone who's a painting genius, a music genius, and there have been many people like that. Some of the most famous people in the world uh, have been autistic. And look no further than the biggest meme of all time when it comes to showing scientific smart people, Albert Einstein, it's been speculated multiple times that he's been on the autism spectrum. And that's just one example. There are plenty of examples, a plethora of examples. So saying 
the people on the autism spectrum is somehow lesser or just not ca as capable as people who are not autistic is such a bad faith argument as well as a, uh, just a misunderstanding of how autism works in general. And then in that way, that's why I believe most people are ignorant to how quote unquote disorders actually work because they see it as the ultimate L as the kids say. You know, Al as in loser. Uh, anyway, uh, they see it as the worst possible thing that could happen to their kids or their brother, their sister, their mother, uh, their auntie, their whatever. They just see it as such a bad thing when it's not supposed to actually be seen that way. It's just supposed to be seen as a different way of a person thinking and being. Yeah, and you just need to like comprehend and understand them, like meet them halfway, see that they're just another type of people that exist in society. And by doing that, you're more likely to understand them more and see that they are more than capable and have a lot of potential and shouldn't be relegated as people with a uh, neural disability that make them uh, poor, poor babies. Uh, they're so sad and pathetic and they need people to hold their hands and they can't even go to the bathroom alone yada 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 well that's crazy that's not actually how that works and there's a lot of people who are on the spectrum who are more than capable who go on to do great things who could basically do anything that a person who's not on the spectrum can do they just need uh, a little bit of push from society to like show their potential they need society to see them that they are capable strong people and they don't need people to like pity and baby them for being who they are they just need understanding they need compassion they need people to accept them and bar any of that just people that like could treat them as actual humans like people think about curing their kids with autism but there's no cure there's no need to cure anything because they're not sick they're not diseased they are people who just function and think differently than you or I. I mean, you wouldn't blame someone who just come from a different culture. Well, okay, maybe that's a bad example because here in the West, people blame people from different cultures all the time. And there's always like a kind of a head headbutting when it comes to cultural significance and how people who come to America need to adapt American values or else get the hell out of my country type shit. But, you know, uh, yeah, America sucks, so it's a bad example. But pretend for a second that the West and, I guess, portions of the world are not exactly cesspools and are not the worst types of people and should understand and do understand that coming from a different culture doesn't make them bad and it's just another way of living that should not be demonized or seen as worse or ooh uh, poor babies. If you don't know what ooh it means, you're one of the lucky people out there because I wish I didn't know. But just know... People on the spectrum are amazing people. They're great people. They just want to exist and be themselves. They don't see anything wrong with themselves. They don't look at themselves and think, you know, I'm broken. I need to be fixed. I need to be cured. They don't think that at all. They like being who they are. They enjoy seeing things from their third-person point of view, from the outside looking in. They enjoy not being kept into this bubble that society wants them to be. And whether people like it or not, they're here to stay. And that can't be changed by any one person or any group that's trying to write these smear campaigns about how they're just uh, sick babies and somehow by vaccinating your kids, they're going to turn autistic and that's the worst possible thing. Or the crocs are going to turn them gay and autistic or some sh crackpot shit that you see on the internet. Like all men are created equal, capitalism is good for us, and the government always has our best interests in mind. But with those final remarks out of the way, we've come to the end of today's episode. This has been Elijah Rupert for the Slipman. Y'all have a wonderful day.